What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dimling here with y'all as always. Time to, well, go over a bit of what happened this midweek slate. Not a whole lot, uh, but two pretty significant games on Tuesday night. And then we'll get into what's going to go down this weekend. The Big Ten begins conference play this week. Uh, The SoCon has one game that begins this week. Uh, Richmond Hampton, then they get farther underway uh, next week. And ASUN gets underway next week, as well as the Big East, I believe, also gets underway next week. So still some conferences, you know, left to start play. uh, But Big Ten, most notably, starting conference play this week. Some more big games in the Ivy League, um, as well as ACC play ramping up uh, with Duke and Notre Dame joining the fray this weekend. Syracuse, Virginia, uh, Carolina already played at least one uh, conference game, Virginia beating North Carolina and Syracuse in those contests. First, let's go over what went down on Tuesday night. It it was a pretty big Tuesday night um, for for just having three games, you know. Uh, And we're going to start with with this Beantown battle here. Harvard takes down Boston U 13-10. It's a top 20 match, marks the first uh, loss for the Terriers of the season. And, and look, Jerry Burns, Hollywood squad, they're 5-1. and one. Um, The Burn method has arrived in Cambridge, and they're playing really, really good lacrosse right now. They're playing good defense as expected. Um, and, you know, that's something I, I you know, w- w- when Burn was hired, that was something I, I kind of had said. I was like, look. I'm never going to worry about their defense. We know what it's going to be, and it's been pretty good. Uh, Kyle Mullen with 12 saves in cage there on Tuesday night. Um, but then, you know, really, I think two key guys for this Hollywood team leading the way on Tuesday, Austin Madronic, Sam King, and look, they they came in to the contest as the first and second leading point getters for this team. They showed exactly why. Austin Madronic, five points off three goals and two assists. And then Sam King with four goals on the night. A uh, career high, well, he's a freshman, but still a career high, season high uh, for the freshman King there. And look, this really was a, a back-and-forth battle, as back-and-forth as you can get um, in, in this one. Uh, Steven Cucurillo uh, going 66% at the dot against Connor Calderon. Really good performance from him at the dot to aid that Harvard offense. And look, the, the Crimson, it, it really comes down to two, three goal runs here where Boston, you allowed the Crimson to get ahead. And really, those two three-goal runs put it away. Um, you look at this one, before Harvard's three-goal run in the third quarter, late in the third, uh, you had Hayden Cheek get things started, and then Owen Gaffney, Miles Butkus, uh, each getting 
uh, a goal of their own. Before that, uh, the only, it, it, it was literally Harvard goal, Boston U goal, Harvard goal, Boston U goal. The only consecutive goals a team had had was Boston U with Jake Cates uh, closing the first period of play and then Vince D'Alto opening the second period of play. But it wasn't like they were back-to-back consecutive at all. There was about a 10-minute span, I uh, believe, in between those – oh, about an eight-minute span or whatever it was in between those two goals. So this was a very back-and-forth battle with teams just striking at each other all night long. Um, and, and really, until Harvard got those two runs, and specifically you know, that third-quarter run helps put them ahead – uh, 13, uh, that one helps put them ahead. Then the second one, they get ahead 13 to nine. And, and that one, you, you know, puts things to bed there. Uh, you know, Hayden Sheik puts in the final one of that run, uh, which, you know, Crimson had a very successful ride. And you look at the riding and clearing, it, it was pretty even on both sides, but Harvard, they, they, they have a successful ride there and ball moves up, up a couple times gets to Hayden Sheik on the doorstep. He puts it in, um, and, and that really, with that shot there, you really felt like, okay, this one's over. Uh, the Crimson are getting the win in this one. And look, both these teams showed why they're top 20 teams. They proved it. Um, and both these teams are playing phenomenal lacrosse right now. I think, obviously, with Harvard getting the win, you take a lot more away from uh, the Crimson in this one. As really, obviously, you know, they had that win over Michigan. They beat Brown, and now they beat Boston U. It's their third consecutive top 20 win of the season. And look, as I said, Jerry Byrne, um, it has arrived, and uh, Harvard is playing fantastic, fantastic lacrosse. <clears throat> you know, Boston U in the final five minutes of the contest, they get one shot off. Um, they did come back, and they cut this thing to 10-9 to nine after that third-quarter run from the Terriers, that, uh, after that third-quarter run and from uh, the Crimson, and the Terriers were able to get some juice going there. Uh, but, you know, the Alto goal late in the game was, was all, they were, all they were able to get um, after that. And so, you know, early in the fourth, you get those three of their own and get back within one, but but they can't finish. Harvard defense plays really good down the stretch to shut down that Boston U offense and limit them as much as they can. Uh, So a really, really big win here for Harvard. Ohio State, they blanked Dartmouth in the second half for the 12-6 victory. Another bounce-back win for the Ohio State Buckeyes after losing to Denver on Sunday afternoon. This was the first half of this game, really the first quarter, but the entire first half, I would say, as well, was a very sloppy game. Very sloppy game. Dartmouth got going, and they go on a three-goal run to get up 6-4. to And, look... And Dartmouth was was playing really well. They were moving the ball well. They were finding the holes in that Ohio State defense. 
and they were playing phenomenal. The ride was going very well. We've seen Dartmouth not clear the ball as effectively as they need to in, in past games, but they've still been able to get those wins. They did that in the first half especially. They cleared the ball pretty well. Um, it was pretty even in terms of the riding and the clearing, but Dartmouth did have, um, and I don't have the like, first half stats in front of me, but from what I remember, they had maybe a one or two uh, edge in that category, but it was not much at all. But Dartmouth was playing some good lacrosse in the first half. Uh, but Ohio State settled in, they settled down, and they, and they rode to victory. They blanked the big uh, big green in the second half, twelve to six victory. Um, you know they go on. I think it was a you know nine goal run or whatever it was to, to get the win here. Um, you know Jackson lead six points, four goals, two assists, lead the way for the Buckeyes. You saw them go to him a lot in this game. Uh, Justin Anasio. Gives them a huge boost at the face-off dot there. Uh, Skyler uh, uh, Wayland gets the start in cage, and he plays the whole game. Um, he had 12 saves on the day. I thought he started very slow, um, and I even thought to myself at the end of the first quarter, man, it, it might put Caton Johnson in. Uh, they, they stick with Wayland, and he does a good job uh, in those final three periods of play especially in the second half uh, with that defense in front of him playing very well also uh, to help get this victory. Henry Bonney uh, with two goals for Dartmouth. Daniel Hanks, 14 saves, eight in the first half. Eight saves in the first half. Um, very, very good play from him in the first half, but uh, possession battle was not going Dartmouth's way and couldn't get anything going offensively in the second half. Uh, but Hanks, you know, good first half of play as expected. Uh, but you know, second half, not so well. Third game that went on that night, I uh, just want to touch on this. St. John's getting a win over Fairfield. This is a good win for St. John's. They get their second one of the season over, you know, what I assume to be a, a pretty good Fairfield team, 17-14. Uh, to 14. Uh, things were all knotted up at 11 at the end of the third. Red Storm, storm back, if you will, uh, scores six unanswered to effectively put this one away. Fairfield ends the game on a four-goal run, but that does not do anything as uh, they can't finish completely as the Johnnies get the win. Dylan Willis, seven-point outing, two goals, five assists, um, there from him, and then freshman Brian Kelly, four goals to assist, also for the Big Red. Uh, Caden Quirk, 17 saves. It's a career high for him. The freshman has looked really good in cage for the Red Storm this season. Jack McKenna, four goals to lead Fairfield. Frankie Labetti, uh, 62% at the faceoff dot as the Stags get the advantage there, uh, but does not seem to do much. Uh, or doesn't matter much, especially in, in the late stages of this game, as St. John's gets the 17-14 to 14 win. Now moving on to the weekend that will be 
And we're going to start here on Sunday, actually, where Big Ten Sunday is back. We love it. I love it. Sunday night lacrosse, 7 p.m. Penn State host Maryland. Um, Not going to talk too much about this one because that is not the marquee game of the week in the Big Ten. However, Penn State, we'll see how they do in this one. I think that'll be interesting. Maryland, I think, should roll, um, you know, coming off that big win over Virginia. But Penn State, they've shown to be right there with some of these better teams. Penn, notably in in that one. Villanova, uh, a one-goal loss there for them as well. So um, a close game for them there as well. Uh, Cornell, uh, that's who I was thinking of. Cornell, one-goal loss. Penn, one-goal loss. Bucknell, one-goal loss. you know, so we'll see how Penn State, you know, if they can take a step forward here. And I think even if they are within, you know, five of, of Maryland, I think that would be uh, an impressive feat for the for the Nittany Lions, a squad that's fairly young. But uh, the big marquee game in the Big Ten, opening weekend of Big Ten play, is the Ohio State Buckeyes traveling to face the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, high noon on Sunday, the biggest clash of opening weekend of Big Ten play. Well, Rutgers, they are who they are. They they came into this season highly regarded, right? Coming off that NCAA quarterfinal appearance, they were a goal away from making it to the semifinals a year ago. Highlighted a slew of grad transfers, Mitch Bartolo, Brian Cameron, Ronan Jacoby, all top five point getters for this team. You have Ross Scott leading the way there at the attack spot. This team, this defense, very, very good defense with Coast anchoring things in cage. We know they can get going in transition. That NASCAR offense they like to do. They got one one loss on the season, and that's the Princeton. And that's a Princeton team. That is right where Rutgers was at one point. When, right where Rutgers was when Princeton beat them. It's number three in the country. It's number three in the country. And so, look, Rutgers, Ohio State, outside of Maryland, they are, I'm sorry, Princeton's number two right now. I said three. Um, number two. So, they're number two. But Rutgers was number three when, when they lost Princeton is now number two in the country. Um, so look, Scarlet Knights have been as advertised. They've been as advertised. They've beaten everyone they should have beaten, right? You have that one loss to Princeton on the record. They're looking to start hot in Big Ten play against the Ohio State Buckeyes. This is a number seven versus number eight matchup. Rutgers is number seven right now. Ohio State is number eight. They're coming off that win over Dartmouth on Tuesday. And look, they had that game against Denver on Sunday as well, uh, or they lost. And, you know, they, they started slow against Dartmouth. And, and you got to think they want to come out firing on all cylinders in this one. Jack Myers obviously highlighting this team, leading the way on offense. But what we've seen uh, is, you know, Jackson Reed, Colby Smith, Jason Knox getting involved as well. I think against this Rutgers defense, it's going to be interesting to see 
exactly who gets the Jack Myers, um, who gets the Jack Myers matchup, and what their plan is to stifle this Ohio State offense. Uh, we've seen it slowed down a bit, right? Um, but you know, we'll see how things go here against the Buckeyes, against the Scarlet Knights. Um, you know, so let's see how things go in, in this one. I think this is going to be really, and you look at the Big Ten, Maryland is obviously number one. I think the a few steps ahead, uh, let's say that, of both of these teams. Um, maybe an ocean ahead, I don't know. But they're clearly the top team, right? Clear cut. Which one of these teams is number two? That is what we're going to find out on Sunday. Which one of these teams is number two in the Big Ten? Which one of these teams is number two? Is it Rutgers? Is it Ohio State? So we'll see how that one goes down on Sunday. Biggest one in Big Ten play this weekend. We also have Johns Hopkins uh, traveling to Michigan on on Saturday um, in the other Big Ten game this weekend, the lone Saturday game of the weekend. Um, and look, this one is both of these teams. Like, like I'm gonna be really interested in this one because both of these teams are coming in off rough times. The Blue Jays had historic losses to Navy and Delaware last week, while Michigan fell to Notre Dame, marking their second loss on the season. And look, that was a a, a really bad offensive performance for Michigan. Like, Notre Dame's defense, they played very, very well. Arden Cohen did a great job guarding Zawada, and Zawada didn't even look like he wanted to initiate against him. So, you know, we've seen that, but Michigan's offense has got to be more aggressive. They haven't been very aggressive, frankly, in the past couple games. Notre Dame, I think, was a bit more concerning than the Harvard game, but still. Guys, guys, you at one time were the top offense in the country. I think they're still a top five uh, unit in terms of statistically. You have to initiate. And this is a Blue Jays defense that we know is pretty dang good. I've said it on him before. Johns Hopkins, their strength is their defense this year. Owen McManus, those guys, Kirsten and Cage, like, that is their strength. They wouldn't have beaten Loyola without their defense. All right? Against Syracuse, their defense played pretty good. All right? And look, you have the losses to Delaware. You have the loss to Navy. That stinks. You think they're not going to be fired up to go into Michigan and, 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 and win a game? 